Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So it's very rare that I will stop a podcast, especially at the end of it, just to kind of find out who the individual is. Now, I'm not saying I don't get inspired or motivated by people, but generally speaking, I'm just kind of excited for the next podcast. However, on this particular occasion, a few years ago, I actually paused the podcast towards the end of the show now the only problem was I still had the rest of my car journey to go so I was kind of sitting in silence but it was worth it because I really wanted to send a message to this individual who I'm now very grateful to have on my podcast and I sent a message out to Michael to kind of say thank you for the inspiration for the motivation and more importantly I hope things really do progress a little bit easier for him I suppose in life and speaking to him in this interview It's difficult to say, have things gone easier? But one thing I can say is that his attitude is still the same. His willingness to just go out there and take action and not be a victim of his circumstances is fantastic. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's about eliminating your excuses. It's about playing with the cards that you're dealt with. It's about literally thinking, okay, this is what's happened. Now, how do I change this? How do I go out into the world and really find my voice and kind of write my own story so I think I'm going to leave it there I just want to say before it starts I did have some teething issues with the wi-fi so we actually had to do a zoom call which was fine for videos but unfortunately some of the sound when I was editing it back wasn't quite as clear as I had hoped because I was using my laptop speaker as opposed to my mic that I'm now recording this intro with So hopefully you can bear with us because I think more important than the sound quality is the message and the story behind Michael's life. So without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. Okay, so I am here today with Michael. So firstly, I just want to say thank you, Michael, for taking time out of your day. And uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good stuff, good stuff. So I think it's important for the listeners to really start to understand your story from yourself. So if you could please explain how you've progressed through life, yeah, sure. Um, well, I've progressed through life. It seems like a, I'm 42 in um in literally a couple of weeks' time. So 24th of, of February, you know, so not long. Um, I'm going to be 42. So I, I don't know where to begin to. I'm just going to go through the whole life uh, scenario. But I've done quite a lot of things. Um, I guess I could go back to even school, where um, I would say I was probably not the best at school. Um, okay. And not really someone that was, uh, you know, I was in these special sets as they call them, um, uh, because I wasn't really interested in school. I didn't feel the vibe at school. I just didn't, you know, bond with the teachers. If I'm being honest, but my life completely changed where um, when I went to college, and you meet a different type of teacher and different environment, and it was a bit more more creative, more my feeling, you know what, because I've always come from a creative background. I've always been like an artist as such. Um, and then I ended up uh, 
pretty much ended up uh, going to um, to university. I ended up at De Montfort University and, and doing um, something called multimedia design and, and marketing, basically, which was basically, um, it, it, it was multimedia. And uh, I, I left there and a lot of my friends ended up in the 3D world um, from, from, from those sort of courses and ended up uh, kind of like creating games for Sony, PlayStation and so on. Got a really oh, wow. good yeah, I got really good friends that have done quite well in that. And, uh, and I ended up uh, basically showcasing my work. They, they asked for a few people to, um, to uh, showcase their work at uh, an exhibition in London. Uh, I think it was the Olympia. Um, I, I can't remember the actual name of the venue, if I'm being honest with you. It's so many years ago. And uh, it was a big place. And, um, and they, they had about, I don't know, six of us to showcase our stuff. So they picked people that they wanted to showcase at this show. And it was just like a, a, a sort of like creative show. And cut on story short, I got headhunted by um, my boss back then, Charlotte Crace, um, for the BBC. Um, I ended up working at the BBC, um, basically doing designs and websites for them. Um, and yeah, we, I, I, I touched on many, many areas. It was within a group of people, as, as a lot of these companies are. Um, and so I was in the designer group and uh, basically designed websites ranging from Teletubbies to Crime Watch, <laughs> Top Gear. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, very, very varied, very, very varied um, set of, um, you know, even like, you know, History Channel, like the BBC mm. History Channel. Mm. Stuff. So it was really, it was for a department called Factor and Learning back at the time. I think they've got rid of the actual department. They have something else. It's called a different name now. Um, yeah, and I was in London. Uh, well, I didn't stay there as long as I could have. Um, I decided to leave. Um, I don't know what it was. I, I come from originally London, actually, ironically. But um, mm -hmm. most of my life was brought up in a, in a small village called Malvern, um, okay. where they've got the Malvern Hills and Malvern Springwater and all this kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it is a bit like House on the Prairie kind of thing. And, I, and as when I lived there, I couldn't wait to get out and you know escape mm -hmm. and get into university and all that sort of stuff um, and, and meet people. And but when you go to the like concrete jungle of London, kind of think, oh my God, what is this? It's crazy. Like? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you start realizing, you know. Um, my dad says it as well. He lived in London most of his life. Um, actually, he came over here with nothing. I mean, he literally had no money for shoes. He literally came with nothing from from Cyprus, um, and he started off and he's done well for himself through hard graft. Um, and he um, he said to me. I won't, I won't go back to London even if someone pays me, you know, <laughs> typical yeah. Greek word. Yeah, not because he doesn't like London, doesn't love it. He just, mm. just, just found a different vibe somewhere else, simple as that. Um, and I think for me, it's the same. I found a different vibe. I still go to London often. I'm going for five days, literally, um, mm. in the next day, yeah, day and a half. I'm going there for mm -hmm. five days. Um, going in and out of business and meet people and, you know. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, I, I love it. I love it. But to live there... Um, it's not, a different world, isn't it? Different world. I lived there. I bought a house um, on the outskirts of. Well, it was uh, it was where they did the Olympics, actually. And I really wish I didn't sell it. Um, but uh, I ended up selling it because I got squatters. Can you believe that? Right. Oh, I got wow. squatters. So that was my first true investment. And actually, mm. that property now is worth about seven hundred thousand. I bought it about one hundred and fifteen, I think it was. Ouch. I know. How uh, much you sell it for? I sold actually. Actually, I only had it for a year. And I sold it, but I made 40K profit in that point. That's still point. okay, yeah. But I can't complain. Um, it was a, but still, I can complain. Absolutely, <laughs> my whole, yeah. My whole point, <laughs> my whole point of doing it and keeping it up was that I always, I always thought back then, I used to watch Location, Location, and all those, all those mm -hmm. programs. Um, 
and I always wanted to build my own house. I just wanted to buy, get, buy land to build my own house. And, you know, obviously working in London, you know, you've got to be bloody sorted, you know, starting off at 20, bloody, you know, 23 years old or whatever I was, I can't remember about what. Um, um, you know, the reality is that to buy land in London, <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. that's not going to happen. Absolutely. From some guy in Malvern, you know. Um, and yeah, just bought that property and the plan was to keep it. But unfortunately, got screwed over. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like, I just lost the will to live. Man, I had to get rid. So yeah, eventually got rid of them. Um, they trashed it as well because it was all bad. I brand new refurbished it um, and they trashed it, um, which was really nice of them. But hey, it's one of those, isn't it? I'm back in it now. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so when crazy. did you jump back into property? Um, well, I wanted to do it quicker, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I bought my own house back in Malvern um, after I sold my my house there. I bought my own house back in Malvern. That was building uh, you know, some income up whilst, whilst we are coming out of the recession. I bought it at the recession period, which was the worst thing to do. I was stuck, because I was so paranoid, I was stuck on a high fixed rate back then. Um, so back then when rates were going down to ridiculous amounts, I was on a 6% or something crazy. I can't remember what it was, but it was high, um, right at the wrong time. But, um, there was, there's there's something, there's nothing better than having a a peaceful kind of like, you know, as long as you can, I worked bloody hard, did all the hours I could possibly do to cover it. And literally you were like working and everything was going straight into that pretty much. Um, but I truly believe you know, if you can get through the harsh times, the, you know, the green, the greens growing, you know, Absolutely. start growing. Yeah. So no, it was, um, it was worth it. It was worth it. And it was my, 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 my first house. And, and you know, like I say proper house, five bedroom detached, it was a proper house. It wasn't like my house in London. It's one of those, isn't it? You, lots mm-hmm. of people have, you know, done things with, you know, regretted things, but at the time that was the right thing. Absolutely. absolutely. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, took you back into property are you still actively a property investor now is that what you kind of call yourself or yeah no it's a bit weird because i mean i did digress in that last question um i got back into property after my son was made severely disabled basically um mm-hmm. we basically had my beautiful son born vasily um born completely healthy came home with him completely normal and then um a mistake by the midwife um, um not following certain procedure basically ended up um, with a catalogue of mistakes, not just the midwife. We forgave them publicly in the, in the newspapers, which was pretty damn hard to do because, you know, there was blatant mistakes. I mean, you go to the report that they did, it was like there was several mistakes. And it basically, you know, from having a beautiful child born healthy, coming home, you know, healthy. Um, we've got a child now that's severely disabled, trapped in his hot um, wheelchair pretty much, um, trapped in his body, and declared blind, deaf with spastic cerebral palsy. So, I mean, he, he's, his real control is his taste, you know, right. and that was hard. We were told he was blind completely. We've done sort of light therapy and all sorts of stuff we researched in America. And, and you know, not too long ago, we had some reports saying that he's, they, they put some probes on his head and they reckon he can see now. We're like really chuffed mm-hmm. about that. Uh, he was completely deaf, um, but we, uh, it was painful taking a decision while they're young to put them through horrible operations. But, yeah. but we, we put him through an operation that that's given him um, uh, like the robotic sound, if you know what I mean. So okay. he's got something called cochlears where they kind of drill into the head. They put a, uh, a magnet okay. process that goes on that. And then they put some probes or whatever, go straight down into the cochlea. Um, mm-hmm. 
and now that goes back to a processor um, and so he can hear like and the best way i describe it to people is where we've been described where we've been told is um you know how stephen hawkins used to talk yeah and that's how he can hear pretty much okay. um so he'll pick some things up certain spectrums certain sounds he might not be able to pick up but um generally you know but he reacts to me he he knows me and his mom he knows us he, he, yeah. he definitely responds to us without doubt just give you an example um uh w- w- but the, the amount of light therapy they put on him it basically like they put it it had to he, his blood was poisoned pretty much um mm. they had to do blood transfusions but they, the way they can sort of uh negate that that uh, the increase of bilirubin which help cause brain damage um was put them under the lights and they do that for a lot of premature children actually um mm-hmm. but uh but they put him under the lights and he was that much under the lights that he actually looked like a black child um wow. uh, and he was um you know you know with olivey skin but generally mm-hmm. kind of white you know um but he looked like a black child and mm-hmm. You know, I will never forget, and I've got him on my phone. I mean, literally, I just yeah. literally got him on my phone. And it's I, a reason to have a picture of him on my phone like this. The reason why people think it's probably weird. Why do I have him as a screensaver as my child with all these tubes in him, you know, up his nose, on his arms, everywhere, probes everywhere, and, and looking uh, like completely, you know, like. But the reality is, I'm really proud of him. That's why. That's his, yeah. that's his defining moment. You know, yeah. they, they, he, he, he survived that. And no matter how much crap has happened since in the last almost seven years, mm-hmm. uh, literally, I look at that photo and when I'm feeling it, and I've had a lot of crap come on, trust me, there's been a lot yeah. of hurdles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm really feeling it, I'm thinking, how, the, how dare I even complain? You know, Absolutely. how dare yeah. I complain? This kid has gone through everything, you know, and... Mm-hmm. He still it shifts your perception and towards yeah. everything that happens in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm even using that now on my diet. I'm, 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 I want to call it diet, a lifestyle change. A lifestyle, yeah. yeah a lifestyle change. But I've lost like almost, uh, uh, what was it? I was 17, pound, uh, 17 stone two, right? Mm-hmm. And I put on weight through depression. Um, mm-hmm. 17 pounds two, two. And uh, we're just over three weeks on and I'm, uh, I'm, fi- I'm 15, 10 now. Fantastic, so, mate. And it's a Fantastic. big, it's a big drop for a short Absolutely. period of time, um, and that's because of him, you know. Um, mm. Because I, I just think I thought, screw this, I can't, I can't keep killing myself, you know. Absolutely. Um, but in it's... terms of property, um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was my defining moment. I needed to do something to help my son, um, to help my family. While we're, while we're in hospital, whilst all that stuff was going on, we're trapped mm. with bills coming in, needed to pay. Mm-hmm. And what people don't tell you is that, you know, obviously you don't have the support, you know, um, mm. the supports maybe later on after a while, a little bit of support here and there, but it's charitable support. You know, uh, if you get a case through um, negligence, then you get support later on down the line. But even then um, you've got support where people assume, oh, you know, you, you're sort, you got proper support, your support sorted. It's not actually like that. Like last night, um, you know, I had about four hours sleep, which is standard. Now, most people don't get that. They think that's weird, but that's standard for us. And like, we've got, we're three carers short. So, you know, my wife and I are covering that, you know. Um, right. It's, okay. it, so he's got full-time care 24-7? Well, he's supposed to have full. We've, we've never had full-time 24-7, not for yeah. seven years. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just we struggle to get people, like, you know, you get, it's like, it's like, um, you know, unfortunately, our home has become a business in terms of like, it's like a care home, you know. 
But you know what? In the last year, he's been really stable. So I've been able to do a lot more. Um, there's less hospital visits and stuff like that. So, you know, he's been really, really stable. And, you know, he's, he's making massive, massive strides. Um, yeah. I mean, he was declared blind. He was declared deaf. We know he can see now. He's using an eye gate. How yeah. much he can see, we don't know. Uh, I truly believe it's with the therapy we did with um, uh, that, that research we did with Christine Roman, which basically involved putting a torch in the eyes and switching it on and off and watch the pupils <laughs> open and grow. He never okay. used to flinch to talk with the light and he couldn't flinch. And mm. then, uh, so at night, me and my wife throughout the night would take it in turns and just do it for hours. You know, mm. switch the tongue. It has to be a tungsten, not a blue light because they can screw right. through the eyes over. But it has to be like those old fashioned bulbs, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. like the yellow ones. Um, and uh, yeah, and you just watch his body. So it was like massaging his eye, iris, which opened and grow, uh, grew. Wow. And, and close and 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 yeah, you switch it off. And then eventually, after months of doing that, once I think it was my wife in the in the bathroom, she was he she, he, he wasn't sleeping. She was she was up with him, and she was just doing it. Bless her, persevering on. And mm-hmm. she just called me, and I'm like, what, what, what? what? And I literally went in there, and the lights were all off. I put the lights on, and I put the lights on because she had the, the torch, and he mm-hmm. flinched. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, wow. Um, and and she goes, let's see, he did it to you as well. I'm like, wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, no, it's mad. It's mad. So there's that. And then, um, again, he was fed through the tube and we, we, we trained him through a, uh, like a milk bottle. Uh, he couldn't move his mouth. He, couldn't, he didn't know. his brain damage, basically. He's brain damaged. But um, uh, we used to just squeeze the, the teat, you know, and then move his bottom of his chin with our finger just to sort of, sort of get him into a sort of like, you know. And he's, he now takes, he takes food from the – he can suck from That's the bottle. Amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's it's been hard. It's been hard, man. But you know, perseverance is what can I say? Um, and and, that, and that's what it is. And I think it's difficult because obviously I can't, I can't relate to anything that you've gone through in that situation. But using that as an example, um, so my foster siblings, well, I say foster siblings, they were initially foster siblings. We went through special guardianship. So three of my siblings um, have had similar, what do you want to call it, disabilities growing up as well. So for instance, the older one. He's got a mental age, which is less than half his age. We've got one who's on the autistic spectrum. Yeah. And when they came into my life a little bit, which is why I resonate with your story a bit, is it changed my whole perception of life and everything that I used to it mourn does. about. The silliest things now I'm grateful for. And I know, you know, we're all sending out quotes every single day. and We're all trying to be this positive beacon of light. But I genuinely have them within my photos as well, similar to yourself. And it's yeah. when I'm there feeling crappy or feeling sorry for myself because Absolutely. I don't know. The, the car tires flat or something something daft yeah. into perspective that these kids are fighting a much harder battle than than i'm having to fight and, yeah. and that's why it's commendable because i don't want to make this about property because anyone that wants to know my calling property is doing fantastic and you've got podcasts out for that and we can reach out to him afterwards but this is more about you as a person who's taken this you've you've changed your perception you've dealt with the cars that you were handed it's not fair i can't explain i don't think anyone can explain why we're dealt certain cards but all we can do is play with them the best yeah. way that we possibly can and you kind of i know you very quickly scaled up after that and maybe that's because your back was against the wall i suppose and yeah you're spot on mate um i mean there's a my favorite quote and i i promote it in one of my groups called effusive entrepreneur it's called uh, it's from jack london and it's okay. uh it's it's basically about you know um uh, playing a, a bad hand well basically it, and, and it's a there's a, an ace of cards you know ace of hearts on a card you can you can, you can always play a bad hand well and mm. and so basically don't 
even if you're even if it's like on the on the outside of it you might feel like you're losing um it's how you play or how you react to that 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 counts so an example is in property um is i mean i had a commercial to residential uh big one around birmingham um it's 15 rooms in the end and it was my it was my first commercial and my second project in property uh, and i pretty much jumped the gun a bit (laughs) yeah yeah fantastic Um, uh, but we had everything come flying at us, literally, and it was really stressful. And at the same time, I was going through my own sort of like I was going through my own health problems. I, I was going through a cancer scare myself, and um, there's a lot going on, obviously, with my son, and you know, dealing with de- certain builders. Oh my god, nightmare! And getting things wrong, and it was just you know, um, massive learning. Uh, we had contamination issues. We had we had all sorts of problems. Just right. keep cracking on. Um, but you know, again, look at my my son on my photo on, on, on my um, on my phone, uh, and I talk about my son, but I actually use my son as a metaphor for my family. Yeah, because um, yeah. my kids, my children, Ellie and Maria, my um, two girls, they're just as amazing. Um, Maria, for instance, uh, she's actually uh, disabled as well, but people don't know it. Okay. And she's got something called Zuber syndrome, um, where the part of, the middle part of her head, the brain's not fully formed, um, and it's really rare. And it can happen by being sheer, by my wife being sheerly stressed at birth. And it can, be, it can happen from genes and all this kind of thing, but it's not our genes because we check them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, basically she's got a lot of autistic issues. She could go blind as she grows older because the protein doesn't protect her eyes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she could have been worse. I mean, apparently they're not supposed to have balance and can't walk. But she surprised us all. I mean, she she was born and her head was shaking like this, and her eyes are like like she had nystagmus, and her head was couldn't stop shaking. So she's trained her brain to uh, you know to balance her eyes, and and she's learned you know to keep straight. And she and she's talking. She's going to normal school. She's doing everything. She's you know she's only four, well five now, um, and uh, she's doing really really well. Now she's got little tantrum tantrums, but not really. <laughs> she doesn't quite understand certain stuff. But I mean, I'd say. Yeah now she's still more behaved some children i know that haven't got near Absolutely. issues so Absolutely. i class i don't i don't i don't sort of put her out there she's because she's not disabled really you know mm. she is on paper but she's not um mm. so for me you know it's almost like my son was brought there to sort of like help us deal with the shit that was to come if that makes sense obviously because my daughter was like that and we didn't have no uh, problems before and all the stuff with the property stuff mm. um I don't, I, I think it would have hit us hard, but going through sheer hell, um, you know, Absolutely. with my son, uh, really sort of prepared us a lot for, for, for a lot of stuff that, that came. Mm. I, I understand that. Um, I, th- I think sometimes it's funny because I don't wish anyone to really go through pain. It's not. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes me feel sad when I know people are going through pain. But Absolutely. sometimes I feel people need to experience some level of adversity in order to really find focus and change their life as well um and as much as i'm trying to tell people don't wait for that wake-up call for example don't wait for to find out that your child may need extra care for example or you've you've been hit with an illness get out there and do it now and i suppose it's easier said than done because if nobody's having to live the life say for instance that you've lived for example or like my siblings they don't really have that urgency and it's frustrating i get frustrated because i'm like we are so blessed like beyond means even what we're doing now being able to communicate how we are it's Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much horrible stuff out there in the world and it's just, you know, it's crazy to, you know, to, to not be grateful for what we've got 
Um, Absolutely. And, 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 you know, when you see people that are grateful when they've got little, um, and we've all been there. We've all been there in, in some way in our minds. We've been at the greatest of lows. And it could be through splitting up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be splitting up with, you know, um, you know a JV partner. I don't know. The point, <laughs> yeah. the point is, you know, at that point, it could be sheerest, the, the, the most absolute low. You know, um, you could have health issues, cancer issues, family deaths, all sorts. We've, we've had that as well in this period. And, and it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. But at the same time, you know, I've always said, one of my sayings is like, you know, we were never, you know, we were never, um, well, I can't even get my words out today. We were, <laughs> we were never given a, a golden path. It was never, we were never, no one promised us anything, you know. And, and, so, and so, like, if you want something, you've got to go and get it. You either fail or you successful, you know. And if you're successful, great. If you fail, get up and do it again and keep trying. Okay. Um, and, and, and even if you've got no money or anything, there's always a way, you know. And Absolutely. you know what? Worst comes to the worst. I'm dying from something. It's, if you've got your mind in the right mind and you think, you know what? I was conceived. That's amazing. I lived a few years. That's amazing. If you get your mind in the right mind, you'll still be grateful, even when you're dying. You know what I mean? And we've, we've you know, people, I've witnessed people like that, you know? Yeah. I love that mindset. You just touched on something and make sure we add it at the end of the show. You've sure. got a group, did you say? As yeah, well. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a group. It's called the Effusive Entrepreneur. Um, okay. Uh, uh, and is it, is it about stuff like obviously entrepreneurs is in the name, but about your mindset as well? Um, well, it's, it's actually because I do marketing. Um, I, I do. Okay. I've got my own little marketing training, and that's like a little group. I actually put more effort in my closed group, which is people in my um, in, in and I'm, <laughs> the thing for me is like I literally had a VA that was helping me out um, on that mm. side of things, and she literally went AWOL literally mm -hmm. just strange, right. randomly went AWOL um and uh I don't know what happened I really don't know but she's from Philippines I, you know it just mm -hmm. went AWOL so yeah looking at a decent VA at the moment um I think I found one we'll see how it goes but yeah no I need to push push a bit more engagement in that group from being honest with you um, okay. but yeah uh, no it's a great group I've got loads of people about I think about 300 people in the group um, I don't put in, yeah, I do engagement, but not as much as I like. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a couple of other groups. I've got one called uh, it's Magnetic Marketing System. It's, it's another group. It's just basically a really secret one um, group where it's just the people that I train on property marketing, getting leads for their business and all that kind of stuff uh, and investment. Uh, it's a small, very small group at the moment. I've got a few people that you guys know, some really you know, great people, successful people are in there. And uh, yeah, no, so that's, that's going really well. I'm going to be opening that up again soon. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, I've got my event in London. That's causing a lot of bloody... Oh, wow. Yeah. Got, um, What's that yeah. like? That's marketing again. It's going to be... Um, we've, got, okay. um, we've got our, our Khadija, the apprentice star. She's going to be there. We've got a, a YouTube expert, you know, who's, who's helped Samuel Leeds get from 50,000 to 150,000, something a lot, you know. Uh, he's talking. It's all about marketing. It's going to be... It's going to be awesome. It can fit about 480 people at the Marriott Hotel in London. It's uh, my event. Big pressure on me. It's only it's on the 16th and 17th of March this yeah. year. Uh, prices start at £97. But you get, actually, what we're doing now, we've uh, got this program, actually, that I'm, a, I'm, I'm affiliated to. And we're going to be offering people um, uh, free access to this program, which is, um, you know, bloody amazing. Yeah, uh, if on on any of the ticket prices, we basically covers their costs on the bottom ticket easily, mm -hmm. and basically they can create landing pages, 
um, you know, you can get the email system within it. So if you want to build your own website Fantastic. and Excellent. templates in there, so they get that for free. Uh, I haven't launched it yet, but uh, you've heard it here first on Aaron's Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but, uh, I was just going to say, you were saying you're nervous. I'm sure you don't need any more motivation than just to look at your phone before that. Exactly, exactly that, mate. You'll be I mean, fine. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. That that's it. I mean, I guess the the nervousness is the fact that uh, you know it's a it's a big thing. You'd love to fill it out. You know, you care uh, about it. Care about it. We've got 15 speakers. Many coming from abroad. There's people like you know, top end marketers making 40, 50 grand a month. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But eight figure guy there. Um, they're part of the sponsorship guys, and uh, and and um, you know, it's yeah, it's 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 pressure. You know, but It'll it's great. Fine. It's great. No, do you know what? I'm, I'm one of these, like, you know. It's easy come, easy go. Easy come, easy go. You know what? You've you got to try these things. What does Rob Moore say? Don't yeah. take the, with, with the risk, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's no, no, fantastic, mate. I'm but, sure it go well. Yeah, well, we, sold, we sold quite a few tickets. Uh, but not, not enough, but we've only just launched. So, you know, it's, uh, it's something we're pushing out there. Um, good luck mate uh, look forward to it make sure you give me the information as well after this yeah no I'll send you it I'll send it. The show yeah. it's awesome mate Fantastic. it's good for a lot of people it's good for you know coaches anyone wanting to launch an event mm-hmm. uh, anyone that's in marketing uh, wants to do a bit more marketing on their property and get some really great mm-hmm. well they're going to get some tools for it Fantastic yeah. okay brilliant so you're actually doing like more stuff than I knew about you I yeah, well, I know, I know. I'm a quite, investor, quite a and, dark horse. Uh, he's a, a full time dad, and I thought that would be taking up all your time. But here you are making <laughs> your own events and everything. So um, I want to I ask you another question then. So you're, you're successful in what you've done in terms of the property. You're doing a great job with, with, with your children and your family. So what's the day like from the moment you wake up? Have you got like some yeah, set routine yeah. or? Yeah, I I I um I wake up about four or five in the morning, right? And it depends. I sometimes go to bed late, unfortunately. But is that by five, choice? No, that's not by choice. That's actually by habit now. That's okay. uh, initially it wasn't by choice. Now, if I'm being honest with you, uh, uh, the reality is I could sleep a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. I've just it's just become me now. If I can get sleep and I accidentally sleep through that um, because or exhausted or whatever, and I'm, I'm actually doing this diet is really helping me. So if my son doesn't disturb me and doesn't wake up and that, you know, I could easily go into seven, you know, easily seven o'clock. Um, well, it's, it's just, it's just nice. You know, I actually get a a good rest when I go to like events, you know, you know, so, but my, my schedule is basically get about four or five. Um, I, I always don't ask me why it's really strange, but I, I, I always, always come downstairs. I eat a banana random. I'm like banana man. (laughs) <laughs> I eat banana. My first thing I do, I eat banana. I go to my son. I give him a really big kiss because he starts to get ready. He has his dinner and he get ready for his his like specialist school. Um, uh, I give him a big kiss. The girls are still in bed, um, and uh, my son's like obviously awake. Um, and then I start looking at my schedule for the day. I never follow it. Just telling you, I'm <laughs> okay. not one of these. I'm not one of these organised. So just look yeah. at it. I'm aware, I'm aware of it because what yeah. happens when I start creating a website or landing page for someone or funnel yeah. for someone to help convert, you know, or get people to events or do Facebook ads or whatever I'm doing for people. Um, I, I end up like getting engrossed in the computer and so where it's going to be supposed to be an hour, it ends up being yeah. longer. So, yeah. so, so setting time just for me doesn't work. <laughs> and, and what I do is I just make sure I do the stuff and, and I make sure I, I, I do it. Mm. 
at whatever cost. And so I do, I literally do that. And I, I try and mix it up with the children. Like I'll, I'll have the computer here in the living room. More, more often than not, I'm by my bed upstairs, on my bed, believe it or not, which is not the best comfortable thing to do. Yeah. Um, because of the reception's better there, you know. Um, but it, and you get peace. If the kids are kind of well behaved watching TV, I like to kind of come here and that. But if it's too noisy, I just can't, I just can't focus. Mm. Um, I've got like a, 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 an outbuilding as well that I converted for a training suite. And I've got an office there that needs a little bit more finishing off, but it's, it's pretty much done. Um, so I'm going to start, uh, start utilizing that more. It just gets a bit cold. I've got the heaters on there and that, but it's like you've got to warm it up for like an hour or so before. And to be honest, <laughs> here, I can't be asked. You know, I just, I'd yeah. rather just stay upstairs on my bed and just do my work from yeah. there. Um, not a great thing to do, but um, now I've got a, a PT involved with my exercise. We're going to make it that part of my schedule. Something I'm, I'm really aiming to do this year, try and get, you know, not just use the, lose the, uh, the, the fat, but um, actually get physically uh, more stronger and, you know, get, get a, a schedule in for that at least. I think mm. for me, if there's anything on schedule that I want to do, I'm pushing my marketing efforts because a lot of people, whilst I did my property uh, journey, um, you know, I've had a few podcasts and interviews and so on. Um, I've not really promoted or pushed what I, what I trained in you know, design and marketing. Um, and, and I've had a few people approach me uh, over the years um, from property world. And it's like, I've helped them massively. I've helped people like with their, you know, they might have a 399 ebook and I make them 15K within a couple of months in just Facebook ads, but just by promoting their ebook, you know, and it's, it's like, I know I'm good at what I do, but I don't, and I, I, I this is my biggest flaw. I don't like selling. I don't like selling. And I'm, 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 I'm one of Rob Moore's mentors and a, I've signed up to his thing because Rob's really good at helping people value themselves, helping them realize their worth. Um, and he said something recently. He said, uh, he said something about um, uh, when people say, oh, I don't need to sell myself. Um, I don't need to I sell myself. That one. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to sell myself. People come to me. That's me. That's me, yeah. man. I hate yeah. to admit it. It's like I get, I get work. It just comes mm. to me. Right. But actually imagine what I'd do if I actually start promoting myself, you know, You're leaving so much on the table. Yeah. I'm leaving so much on the table. Almost, I almost don't give a crap because I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm designing my own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the, same, at the same time, if I really want to get to my goal, my goal is actually to eventually be able to afford to buy an Ironman suit for my son, some sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give him the independence of all. We know that's going to cost millions. And if I want to get to that goal at that, you know, at that point, then you know, I'm going to have to do better than this sort of like, you know, mm. just, you know, happy, happy that enough work's mm. coming my way and people are using me that way. Um, I think I should be, you know, professionalizing myself a little bit more um, and, and, and valuing myself more to the point that, that I should promote myself. It's just that there's a nervousness of promoting yourself. I mean, I, I think you've probably seen it amongst the, uh, the, the, the forums and that people mm. kind of think you're guruizing yourself or, mm. you know, and they're like, oh God, here's another person who thinks, oh, well, hang on a minute, I had a business before, hello. You know, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. a lot of these people had other businesses before and what do you do in businesses? You promote a market, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, I've almost, I've almost allowed myself to be affected by other people's judgments. Mm. Um, which, which you can't do. You can't um, do, no. Even myself, I mean, I promote myself a lot more recently, especially in the last 12 months in terms of like my own brand and me as a person. Yeah. Um, and that initially was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And the whole point of like, you need to know your worth and stuff. 
it was spoken to me, I think in one of my first jobs when I was young as a project manager. Yeah. And it was my manager at the time because I came out of a meeting and you know when they ask you what's special about you, give three things as an icebreaker. Yeah. I yeah. was like, nothing, I'm just, I'm just me. And <laughs> he told me off afterwards because he, he listed like a few things that he found special about me. Yeah. Um, and long story short, he was like, if you don't blow your own trumpet, nobody else is going to in this yeah. world Absolutely. because of the way the world is. And I don't know, it always resonated with me and it still took me the best part of seven, eight years later on to really yeah. start thinking, okay, if I can just do this and not really worry about the engagement and kind of just be like, look, I've got a message here. I want to share it. It comes from the heart. It's honest. If you resonate with it, fantastic. If you don't, not a problem. And it was difficult first because I used to send it off and you're kind of looking at your phone thinking, what's going to happen? And now it's kind of like, I just blase. And people ask me like, how do you write content? And I say, I don't like really write content. I kind of document like my life kind of yeah. thing. So if I've done something in property, I'll speak about it. If it's health and fitness, I'll speak about it. If it's like an interesting meeting, I'll just speak about it. And hopefully I always try and give people some sort of tangible yeah. information that they can take away. But I think you should do that because I didn't know you were doing all these amazing, crazy, <laughs> wonderful things. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, 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 a bit here and there I do. You know what I mean? I'll get my flab out on flipping social media <laughs> just to really put myself yeah. accountable to the world you know, yeah. that I'm going to lose weight. And I, I, I wrote, I put a vision, I put, watch this miraculous journey of yeah. this, of me losing so much weight. And I've done it in three weeks already. Um, because I, that, that, there's no ultimate accountability. You yeah. know, you get ridiculed, you're going to be laughed at, you're going to be, it's embarrassing, the whole lot, the sort of stuff. Mm. But at the same time, um, you know, for the first time in my life, where I've tried different diets since what happened to my mm. son and I put a lot of weight on, mm. for the first time in my life, I'm facing it head on. So yeah, yeah, here you go. You want to look at my fat mass? Here you go. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. So even my addictions, and I call them addictions because that's all I've ever eaten, and it's like mm. I, you know, I literally get urges for this stuff. Is mm. I put my secret to this diet is I'm facing it, and I call it the no BS lifestyle diet. Okay. Basically, I put Pringles, fizzy drinks, and I've got a packet of Haribo at the side of my bed, unopened. Okay. Right, and I sleep with them by the side of my bed, and I wake wow. up with them wow. by the side of my bed, because. I had to face my addictions. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless you, <laughs> I unless don't know if you, I could do that. Yeah. And it, it, it's a bit like that in property when people will like go to training, 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 training. The good mentors will say, you've got to do. You've got to mm, just do. You mm, can't just, mm. you know. And, and, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a course junkie. I'm proud of it. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it. I, I'm a course junkie in, for two main reasons. Number one, it's always good, to, even if you already know the stuff, to, to go over it again. It's good to get reminders, right? But number two, and this is the biggest one, um, mentors need mentors, even if you're at whatever level you are. And all, all, my mentors, all my mentors have got mentors themselves. You know, I'm in Nick James's mentorship. I've been under Simon Zucci's mentorship. I'm in Rob Moore's mentorship. You know, um, the reality is, and I, I mentor other people myself, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, and I truly believe that you, you've got to really be, um, uh, what's the word? Humble enough to want to keep learning. Absolutely. Grow, you know? And there's a lot of people that are arrogant and feel like, yeah, well, I don't need courses. Well, good for you. Happy you don't. Right? <laughs> yeah. But not everyone wants to work that way. I actually love people, right? Mm. I love yeah. people. I love networking. I love people. But I love genuine people that have got integrity, that are true to themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I really can't stand people that are fake. I hate it. Mm. And I can mm. sense mm. them a mile away. Mm. And I, I always talk about when I talk about marketing, be true to yourself, just be yourself, and people will attract to you. And a, a good friend of ours, Camilla, does the SA stuff. Mm -hmm. I won't say her surname. Camilla Kelly, yeah. 
you. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll leave that to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's exactly great. And, and I, I'm mentor, mentoring her in, in marketing as well. Um, but it, 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 she's only just started, to be fair. And, um, and uh, you know, she's uh, really great. She's doing massive. She's been really successful. And she's doing it by just being herself. She's been brilliant, you know. And, uh, you know, we all learn off each other. I've learned a lot of Simon Zucci. I've learned a lot of Rob Moore. I've learned a lot of Nick James. You know, um, I've got another mentor uh, that is, um, I, you know, I definitely need him because he's like, he's like a sales machine. He really yeah. knows, his, you know, he's, he's, got, he's got a product called Open With A Close and he doesn't do it sleazily. It's just like, you know, you want my product? I'm, I'm worth this much. And, you know, so this is what it is. And his name's mm-hmm. Matt Elwell, really great guy, amazing guy, getting hired mm-hmm. by some really top guys at the moment because he's, he's, he really is, um, you know, a legend of what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I want to constantly improve. I want to be, uh, be my ultimate self before I die. And I know more than a lot of people know life is bloody short, man. It really is. Absolutely. Because of your experiences. Absolutely. My experiences, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you touched on quite a few things here um, with your whole accountability. So I'm looking forward to the six pack photos in the next six months <laughs> from yourself. So that would be oh, shit, pressure. But, six months. I've yeah, got yeah, to lose. Have you seen how much flab there is on front? <laughs> you'll be fine. And, and the beautiful thing is when this comes out, you'll only have about three months. So <laughs> you really, you really got to get on, on it. But um, I actually lose 42 pounds in seven and a half weeks myself awesome. um, wow. so when I wanted to do boxing yeah. and I remember going to the gym and the, I was a, I think I was about 24 at the time mm-hmm. and there was like seven year olds to 10 year olds very cheeky little kids and I had to go for a run with them so I had to yeah. go with the kids because um, I was overweight and I couldn't I couldn't run more than like 200 meters and all I could hear him was saying come on old man come on fat man and all <laughs> these kind of like things were saying. I was thinking, <laughs> wow. and that was really literally me facing it but I, I took I took it personally and I was like I'll get you back. And then within yeah. obviously <laughs> working, working my ass off basically for the next two months, it really, really helped. And there is no magic formula to anything, whether it's property, whether it's health and fitness, whatever it is, literally you just got to go and do it. Um, and then if you, you learn a little bit, you pivot and I've that's got, kind of it. On my, uh, I've got my own podcast called Mike Drops. Get the, okay. Get, get the Mike Drops. It's called Mike yeah. Drops Close. And yeah. I, I've interviewed a couple of um, top level you know, we're talking really high level guys in America, um, one called Gavin mm-hmm. Michaels, another guy called Les Evans. And Levin, Les Evans said a thing to me. He said, he, he said, um, he said, people think uh, there's an easy route to success, mm-hmm. but it's all hard work, even when it doesn't look that way. And he said, even if you're people just speaking, they think they're just speaking and they're successful from speaking. He, um, and he's brilliant at that. He's amazing. amazing. He, mm-hmm. He's going to, you know, he's, He's advised people in the White House. He's done all sorts. He's, he's just done a lot. The guy's absolutely a legend. Um, and he's become a really good friend of mine. And, and he was saying to me, you know, I remember uh, it was along the lines of like, I remember where, like, when he used to pedal stall people like that were big and famous. And then he became himself. Um, but in the end, they're just flipping normal people. And what people don't understand is that, you know, they want to laugh. You know, they want to get on you know, they don't want to be used. And, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. And, the, and there's a lot of people do assume, um, there was a guy that connected at way back. I used to give him a lot of my time for free. Mm. And in the end, I ended up blocking him. And this is where you learn about time for money. And he wasn't, yeah. it was like he, every, every conversation was like, Oh, I'd love to have your house. I'd love to have your life. I'd love to have my mate. Yeah. Trust me. I'd live in a flipping shed and have my mm. son healthy. You won't want my life. Trust me. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, you know it's not as great as you think it is you know um 
And, and it was just constant, 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 like, you know, like envy. And it wasn't a nice, he wasn't moving forward. He's like, I want to get 200 houses within two years. And it was like really unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. 10 exit. I, you know, go for it. You know, I hate that comment, that word 10 exit. Got, you know, I love what Grant Cardone's about. I just hate the, 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 the 10 exit side of it. Um, not because I don't believe in it. I believe in it. It's just that I, I, I see it thrown around too freely now. Um, mm. and, and like by people that could potentially really screw their lives over if they do try to 10 exit, mm. you know, mm. and, and where they feel that, you know, they've been inspired and they can just rush ahead. You've got to get the education in. I don't care what, you know. You've got to build the foundations. You've got to build the foundations. And, and then, and then two exit first, you know, and then check yeah. out what, you know, check out, have a flavor for it and then check out what 10X <laughs> might be, you know, because absolutely. you might not like the 2X, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I think that's a great point. I think we're in the, the society, obviously with the whole Instagram highlight reels and nobody's really posting stuff that is like their bad days, I suppose. And I suppose indirectly, I don't know how, but when I was getting a bit of traction in like the property groups, it was because I was just openly admitting all my mistakes. Absolutely. And I was just, documenting again like listen i am probably the worst guy at property talking three years ago i was like look i've made this mistake i've made this and people resonated with that so indirectly it actually helped absolutely 99 percent of the, the time it is literally everyone showing their best day on a highlight reel and i think we get that thing and then we, people read the secret and it's all this wishful thinking and it's like listen it is goes back to what you said earlier do it do it you've just got to face it and do it just face um, it and do it exactly I mean, I mean, it's madness. You're spot on. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that I've been exactly the same. I've done podcasts uh, and I've been honest, just straight up, you know. Um, I was straight up with that, that lad. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it. I'm like, you know. And, um, and cut long story short, uh, the, the, the reality is that um, they want value in my time, but I wasn't value, valuing it. I can't blame them. It's actually something that I get in trouble from from my wife. So. Yeah. I'm always trying to help as many people as I can. So I'm always having these one hour coffees that go into like one and a half hours or yeah. a phone conversation, 15 minutes and last <laughs> two hours. Yeah. And then at the end of it, it's like, I've got no time to spend with my wife, for example, yeah. uh, because I'm just trying to help. But then most of those people, they'll come back with pretty much the same kind of questions or concerns two months later, having done nothing. And yeah. you're almost yourself. And I think I'm similar to you in that respect, which is um, some great points that you made there is that I need to start valuing my time a little bit now. Yeah. Um, not so much trying to, I need to charge, for example. It's on the ba basis that, is this person really going to do it? And what I've started doing as of the last two days is taking calls on the way to the gym. So yeah. I'm like, you've got 10 minutes with me, far away. I'll kind of give you everything I've got. And yeah, that's yeah. working okay because yeah. it kills that time to the gym. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's not eating away in time that you, 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 which is valuable. Time is valuable. Time, time is the most valuable commodity we have, you know, at the end of the day. And if, 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 if people don't value your time, mm. they don't value you. Simple as that. Yeah. They don't I love that. And why work with people that don't value you? They're just picking and sponging your brain because they can't be asked to go and spend the money on the courses and the education and mm. or go mm. through the grit and the action that you've gone through and the pain that you've gone through. They just want to just, you know, squeeze your sponge brain and get all the bloody info out, you know? I've had plenty of those people... You, you not, never it doesn't make us, uh, you know, this is not a, you know, I'm holier than thou, I'm perfect, I, I know all my shit. You know, this is just, just being honest with the situation. Um, you know, so I absolutely love helping people. I really do. Mm -hmm. It's just some people 
just don't uh, value your time enough. So, I agree. Yeah. Okay, we're going to change gears a little bit. Um, sure. We've spoken about adversity, which is one of the main drivers like in your life. And I don't wish it on anyone to go through the same kind of stuff, but we all go through something. What I want to ask you, though, is a different question is about fear. So it's probably a common question, but I want to know what is your biggest fear. But I want to stop and take away what I think is going to be your first answer. So I'm doing some Darren Brown tactics here. <laughs> so, you so you can't mention your, your, your children or your wife in this scenario but what is your biggest fear as, as yourself uh my biggest fear for myself is not yeah. accomplishing my dreams okay and uh, my dreams are actually yes they are to be able to get uh, enough money to afford certain things for my family and i'm not supposed to mention them but my actual my dreams are to actually be uh successful and proud enough that to know that you know that boy in school that was uh at a loss was crap had to have extra education was deemed, you know, class as dyslexic, um, really smashed it regardless. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, for me to stop, that would really be probably my biggest fear, stopping. For, for me, uh, I really, I really want to get, aspire to inspire is what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And the way you inspire is by doing great things. And those great things could be, I give a lot to charity myself. I, I, I donated just over £4,000 Christmas due recently, you know? Um, and, and before that, I've donated loads. And even my book, My Little Spartan, that I've written for my son, all, all, the, all the money from that, including the cost of making it, which most people don't do, Mm. has gone to different charities you know i mean it wasn't a lot you know because these costs of these properties Still, char charities charity yeah yeah and even before that even you know uh, i've just constantly you know every year given in some form to charity and the point is it's like it's not because i'm you know i want to be seen as you know i'll, I'll walk past mm. and uh and people that know with me will know this is true um so i could be a uh, property meeting and then we're, we're, we're walking up the road for a meal after and i'll just give 20 pounds to a bloody homeless man i don't record it i don't you know but people that are with me know it yeah mm -hmm. I, I don't do it for um you know and in london wherever i am if, if i see someone i'll donate to them uh, you know uh, and i don't care if they're they look like they're druggies or anything like that uh, okay. at the end of the day i because i'm not going to judge you know mm -hmm. um they can do what the hell they want with it you know i want to give I, if i've got it you know and if it helps them it helps them um I, I just give. I don't need to promote it or anything like that. But the reality is, um, although ironically, there's a promote in this I am podcast in a strange way. But I'm just <laughs> being honest. It's like where, where, and it's just merely answering your question. You know, mm -hmm. I, my goal is to aspire to inspire, uh, aspire to inspire. And mm -hmm. if I can do that for my kids and other people, then great. You know, and and if it means like you know giving when you haven't even got it, and I've done that, and mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's like then you know you do, you're leaving some sort of trail of legacy. Absolutely. Wait, wait. Absolutely. People might not remember me, you know, but, you know, someone might, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's strange. I haven't made, uh, I haven't made it in, in my mind as, yeah. as a successful property developer or marketing agency. In my mind, I've got a long way to go. Um, but I'll also, at the same time, I don't want to have a, a, a lot, you know. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to have like the 200,000 bloody rooms and whatever yeah, people yeah, yeah. <laughs> aspiring to do. Well, you know, yeah. I, I really don't, I don't envy people like that. When I see people doing well, I'm like, 
good on you. I'm fantastic. Proud. Yeah. I really, I, I never had the jealous eye. Never. Mm. Um, I just truly think good on you. Um, the ones yeah. I don't like are the ones that do it and they're, they're horrible assholes. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> sometimes yeah. These people win, don't they? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. But, fantastic. No, no, that, that makes sense. Um, I, th- I think I'm very similar as well in relation to what you're saying there. And just on that analogy. So I've, I've had going off on a bit of a tangent here, people, who are quite charitable, but they'll never give to somebody who maybe they assume is going to have alcohol or drugs or something. And my philosophy has always been, I mean, growing up and the way my mom's always taught me is just give whatever you can give. But on the basis that maybe, maybe your donation that day will just change that person's perspective or life. And providing you're not just throwing it at them and maybe you can just give it eye to eye contact or have a good day or something. Exactly. It might just give them that lift that they need or just to keep them going for another day. So I'd always urge people, whatever you can give is absolutely give. But yeah, I, I, I can't imagine you being someone who's going to be taking a selfie while you're doing that. Um, it's not your thing. <laughs> no, no. It's, <laughs> it's funny because you're in marketing as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, and, and, and the truth is I should be, you know, utilizing it for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't sit right, you know. It doesn't sit right. Okay, brilliant. So you've heard the buzzer. It's gone off. So what I'm going to do now is put Michael through his paces for the next 60 seconds. And oh, he's got no idea of what I'm going to ask. <laughs> Basically, whatever the first answer comes into your head, please give me that one. You okay. ready, mate? I'm cool. I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start in three, two, one. Okay. The ability to fly or be invisible. Fly. Money or fame? Fame. Singing or dancing? Singing. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Marvel or DC? Ah, oh, Marvel, easily. Uh, would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? How? Love or money? Love. Books or movies? I love books, actually. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? I would love to sit with Donald Trump to figure out why the hell he's so <laughs> freaking weird and, and crazy. What's going on in that head? What's going on? I, I just, I just, I, I'm just perplexed and also kind of yeah it's a weird one that'd be interesting yeah uh, your worst fear growing up spiders actually okay and finally what is your biggest addiction my biggest my what was my biggest addiction was like pringles and yeah <laughs> pringles <laughs> my biggest addiction at the moment is learning a junkie for learning and just on pringles because i'm a pringles fan as well what's yeah. your favorite flavor <laughs> i like the i like the pickled onion and the, the, the corn cocktail sorry Oh, don't get me thinking about it. Come on now. <laughs> okay, let's change. Let's change. Let's change. Okay, brilliant. Um, the next one's on reflection. Yeah. We've spoken about this earlier. We've spoken about hindsight being a wonderful thing, mm. how it can teach you to get to where you are quicker, easier, or with less heartache, for example. But knowing what you know now and with your life experiences and obviously your mindset now, if you could go back to a time, maybe when you were younger, maybe going through college or school, and you could just whisper something in your ear, knowing how life would pan out for you, um, just to kind of maybe motivate or inspire that young Michael, what would you say? I would say you are able to do anything you put your mind to. Um, because I really believed growing up, because uh, I was told it, you know, my, my teacher, I, I didn't have a good attention span. And my teacher, my teacher said to me, oh, you're going to end up as a glass blower. She was old fashioned herself. And uh, most people didn't really kind of connect mm-hmm. with her if I'm being honest with you um mm-hmm. but that really thought I thought what the hell you know what, 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 what kind of thing to say that just because I you know and I wasn't interested in her lessons I just wanted mm-hmm. to and again it goes down to what, whether you're doing property marketing people could be connect, connected you know uh, whatever you're doing it's about attention and connection right Absolutely. you've got to get the attention to be noticed and you've got to connect so if you're going to get an investor to come to you you've got to get the attention you've got to do that one way or another and then you've got to connect 
and you can only connect by being you because long term wise you know it's a marriage you know as simple as yeah, that absolutely and it's but, the easiest thing to do is be yourself rather than try and be someone be else yourself man do you know absolutely. I, see people, I see people my god and i, I just oh, makes me cringe and i know that it makes me cringe i, I see people they've been I, I i won't even touch into it too much but there's people that have been there's a particular person that's training the same people and they're like they're following the same moves and everything and they're acting the same as this person exactly in every way and it, it's uh it's, it's cringy it's, it's cringy, cringy. And, cringy. It, is. it is and the problem with it is as well if you're copying somebody else you're almost relying on them to do something in order for you to follow suit as opposed to if you just make your own journey and write your own story i suppose yeah, I, I th- I th- one thing where i've got respect for these people that are sort of helping them is they've, they've, they've already taken a step at least they're getting themselves out of the shell and they're doing something but but seeing exact copies is just weird. Be yourself, be yourself, absolutely. It's, it's like, have you ever seen those uh, live videos when they're sat there quietly for like flipping five minutes? I'm like, I don't click it. <laughs> just, I just, it just grates me. It's just great yeah. me. I'm like, yeah. I just talk shit for a bit. That's what I say to people. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just talk shit. Just, just <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. shit. Wait till people come on. You just look like absolutely just it's, right. oh, it's horrible. <laughs> anyway yeah. that, that's, oh. a, that's a conversation for another day we're at the last question and um, the last question I always like to ask my guests um, is if in 150 years time um, you are no longer here but all that exists is a book and it's about your life and somebody's walking past and they pick up this book what would the blurb say and also what would be the title of the book well I've already written it it's called My Little Spartan uh, the okay. blurb it says embrace your struggle to find your strength uh, it's pretty much what we talked about today. Um, I love that. Uh, and uh, and it, I, I, it has a sub um, heading saying, unleash your inner Spartan, um, mm-hmm. because we've all got an inner Spartan. And what I mean by that, it's not a judgment thing on Spartans and like that. It's just the fact that, you know, against the odds, it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's against the odds. They know they're going to die, but they're fighting all they can. Yeah. Um, and that's the point. At the end of the day, we're all going to freaking die, but let's just, just, just do what we can do. You know, that's all we can Absolutely. do. In life. But, you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's why I don't mind helping people as much as I can because, uh, you know, any bit of um, help you get out there is always nice. Absolutely. Awesome. Great answer. I appreciate <laughs> that. So the awesome. book's already out. Yes, um, My Little Spartan at Amazon. Absolutely. Yeah. Bestseller, international bestseller. There you go. Is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, 100% put that in the bottom of um, the show notes as well. All right. To cool. get. Yeah, it's actually the first time somebody's already answered my question and done my question so uh, <laughs> that's up yeah. to you mate um yeah. we are at the end of the show now but what i always like to ask people is um if there is somewhere they can contact you now i know you're doing amazing things all over the world in networking uh, marketing property you're an author as well there's one place and i'm just going to limit it to one but i will obviously add everything else afterwards what is the number one place that you prefer facebook facebook, facebook, man. facebook. But i'm five thousand I'm, I'm maxed out sorry guys but so just listen um i've got another gr- uh, page called michael v calasperis just add okay. me there add me there and start using it more now because I'm, I'm i'm um that's my that's my um that's my professional page so just okay. jump, jump onto onto michael v or try and message me on on um on my one at least and we'll try and connect and brilliant right. mate it's been an absolute pleasure um, yeah. catching up with you like yeah, i said at the beginning I, I reached out to you a long time ago now podcast. Yeah, yeah and i was just like i loved your story and i was like this is fascinating but obviously as life goes on and we all get busy 
I haven't managed to reconnect there. So um, thank you for your time today. You've been doing awesome things as well. Appreciate and, uh, it. Appreciate and, you know, it. It's good to see. And again, like, you know, we reach out to people that we connect with and like and so on. And, and you know, I obviously responded back to you because I know, like, and trust you. Thank you. You know, and it, you. Works, yeah, it, works, it works the same way, you know, at the end of the absolutely. day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. that, that's how I see it and, and that's how that's how relationships grow that's how investors get involved that's how all this stuff happens you know it's it's all about that you know so absolutely absolutely well it's been awesome. a, it's been an absolute pleasure um, yeah. I hope your family are well as well yeah, and those well. listeners thanks for listening and remember this podcast is absolutely free so all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five star review over on iTunes have an awesome day